Welcome to the Sound of Truth Bible Chat with your host, Brett Morani, where he leads discussion in God's Word. Let's join him now. Hey, Eric, what does love have to do with it? Remember that Tina Turner song from the 80s, What's Love Got to Do With It? I do remember very well. Well, 1 Corinthians chapter 13 is the most popular passage in the entire Word of God on the subject of love, and it is used so often in weddings. People put it on their walls, verses 4 through 7 in particular. Love is what? Patient, love is kind, etc. This description of love from 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 7, so popular, but we often don't think about the context in which Paul is using it. Paul is on the subject of spiritual gifts. What does love have to do with spiritual gifts? Everything. Without love, spiritual gifts can be abused, misused, misunderstood. Love really is the key to understanding the purpose and function of spiritual gifts. Well, we got to define what is a spiritual gift. Eric, you want to do that? A spiritual gift is a gift that's given by the Holy Spirit. Uh, it's a, also a gift that is used for spiritual growth as opposed to used for your personal interest or entertainment. In this section of Scripture, chapters 12 through 14, Paul uses the analogy of a human body, and we are the body of Christ on the earth. Jesus, the person Jesus Christ who dwelt among men, who tabernacled among us, as the Apostle John makes reference to in the Gospel of John, God the Son left the glories of heaven, came down to earth, that's what we call the incarnation. That's what we celebrate at Christmas. For approximately 33 years, the Son of God walked the earth in a physical body, flesh and blood. He died on the cross for our sins. He was buried. Three days later, he rose from the grave in a, with a glorious resurrection body. He appeared to many people over 40 days, and then he ascended to the Father, where he, now he sits at the right hand of the Father, where he intercedes for us. He's no longer walking the earth in a physical body, but he sent his Holy Spirit down to us, Acts chapter 2, the day of Pentecost, so that we would have Christ living in us in the person of the Holy Spirit. Now, we collectively, all Christians, are his body, the scripture makes reference to. We are the ones who are walking the earth today with Christ in us, filling us with his love, his joy, his the fruit of the Spirit. So we are the presence of Christ on the earth. We are his body, his people, and as his body, we are to minister to one another. And one of the primary ways we do this is through the gifts he has given us. And we all don't have the same gifts. I think the gifts include some things that are supernatural that could only be received by a person who knows the Christ or is given by God. And other gifts are, are, are natural things which we've received and they were given to us. What do you have that you haven't received? I have eyesight. I have the ability to read. I have the ability to read my own language. I have the ability to, you know, to use two hands. Uh, there are many natural and physical gifts which we have, and there are also many gifts of circumstances. Uh, there's also the gift of marriage and things like that. There's the gift of singleness, and there's also other particularly spiritual gifts which are uh, supernatural words of, of wisdom, of power, of miracles, of faith, of discernment, uh, of discernment of spirits. And, and so there are— Some are speaking gifts, as First Peter make, makes reference to in chapter 4. Some are serving gifts. But the list of gifts, the two primary lists, are found in Romans chapter 12, and 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and there's a little bit of overlap as what gifts are listed in those two lists, but in chapter 12 here, we have a list in, which includes some rather miraculous gifts, but the second half of chapter 12 refers to, in fact, my heading that the editor supplied in this Bible I'm holding in front of me right now says, one body, many parts, 
And Paul asks a series of questions that implies that not all of us have all the gifts. That's why we need each other. Some are teachers, have the gift of teaching, some are not. Some have the gift of administration, some do not. Some have the gift of faith, some do not. Now, we all have a measure of faith, but some have a supernatural gift of faith. We all need one another. The problem is God does not take those gifts away when we walk in the flesh. Those gifts still exist, and we're able to use those gifts even when we're walking, to make reference to our previous Bible chat, carnally, Yes. thus the importance of love. And the importance of love also includes tolerance for other people that don't have the same gifts or don't have the same background or don't have the same uh, understanding that you do. It is very easy, and we talked about the factions that occurred in the Church of Corinth, that it's very easy to be dismissive of other people because of their lack of intelligence or their lack of awareness or their, they, they don't have an appreciation for the same issues that really move me. And whether those issues are you know end times or whether those issues are current times, current events, or past events, or something else, it's important for the unity of the body to grow to recognize that every person who is part of the body, who is a true, a true Christian, is important to God and therefore should be important to you. To specifically two spiritual gifts, namely the gift of prophecy and the gift of tongues. Now, these both of these gifts could warrant multiple Bible chats, but suffice it to say for this particular chat, the gift of prophecy is the supernatural ability to speak truth specifically to a situation or to a person that is not given specifically in the canon of Scripture itself. Yeah, the Bible also tells us, Paul's advice elsewhere is despise not prophesying. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's because it's so easy to despise. You can't, uh, unless you really trust that the Lord can work through somebody else other than you and and your favorite person, that he might actually work through someone else and speak into your life. It's easy to despise someone else because of that. And I think that, uh, you know, prophecy will speak directly. Uh, it can speak about a situation, but it can also be uh, given as direction for personal person's behavior. And sometimes it has really, really been misused. Well, one of the chief arguments against the gift of prophecy functioning today, as I just defined it, is a lot of people say, well, now you're, you're actually diminishing the importance of Holy Scripture by thinking or saying that God is speaking today, and thus you're, you have, you're, what you're doing is you're putting on the same level of Scripture. And that is not true. Scripture is for all people for all time. A word of prophecy is for a specific group of people or a specific person in regard to a specific situation where God wants to provide guidance or hope or even perhaps correction, but usually it's in the area of encouragement. The Bible says, He that prophesies speaks unto men to edification, exhortation, and comfort, which is certainly the encouragement. Now, the other gift that is addressed in chapter 14 is the gift of tongues, perhaps the most controversial gift in our lifetime, at least, in the American church. The gift of tongues is a supernatural ability given by God to speak in a language that the person who's speaking it has never been taught or learned academically or through hard work the way you typically learn a language. And it can be a tongue, which is, it could be a language that is, that is a known language somewhere in the world, or perhaps an ancient language, or it could be a language of angels that men do not even know. And so this is a very mysterious gift in the sense that if it's not accompanied by the interpretation of tongues, it's it's practiced from public yeah, use. It's, it's restricted from public use and used by the tongue speaker. Oftentimes in their prayer life, and of course Paul makes reference to this in chapter 14 when he is praying or speaking in in tongues, he doesn't his mind doesn't know what, what he's saying, uh, but when he speaks in his 
language he does know, then his mind is fruitful and it understands with understanding. He prays with understanding. But he prays sometimes without the understanding, meaning he is speaking in a tongue that he doesn't recognize or know. And the Bible teaches that this is for the edification of that tongue speaker's Personal spiritual life. Yeah, personal spiritual life. All right, so those are the definitions of those two gifts. And he gives parameters. He gives teaching in chapter 14 that brings order, makes sure it doesn't cause problems or division in the church. But again, it has happened so often, division in the church. And the reason is because these gifts have not been practiced or not been interpreted or the disagreements among believers today about how these gifts have functioned, the arguments have not been carried out, the disagreements haven't been carried out in the spirit of, going back to chapter 13, love. If we have these gifts functioning in love, they're less divisive. If we discuss these gifts from a position of love, we won't divide over our disagreements. Love is the filter through which we could should both understand and practice all spiritual gifts including these two most controversial gifts. Love is the key and also the determining factor, which is, and the reason it's determinative is because it comes from the nature of God himself. We probably learned these verses as a, as, as a child, beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knoweth God, but he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. And so the reason that love is the primary gift is because it's actually part of God's eternal character before the creation of the world. So when you think about practicing your spiritual gift or discussing spiritual gifts with other believers, particularly those who do not agree with you about spiritual gifts, you would do well to read 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and remember, in all things, love. Love is supreme. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sound of Truth. If you enjoyed it, please rate and review it. Also, tell your friends about it. Thanks. Music is by Canon and is used by permission. Sound of Truth Podcast is produced in collaboration with Harvest Jacksonville. It is copyrighted by Brett A. Mirani, 2022.